0: This is Jeff this is Brett and we're just talking about Star Wars all the time
1: on the Skywalk
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about
1: what's up Moof milkers welcome hey back now. to the Skywalk Jeffrey is back we've reassembled the original cast you know what it's, I'm glad to be here Brett <laughs> I say that Jeff as if you had taken a 30- year hiatus it's been a while from this saga I think I grew a beard and then I cut it off in this episode we will lightning round the latest Star Wars news. I'm sorry, Brett. I've been under a rock, and I don't know. So here's what we're going to do, Jeff. We're going to go through as many of the most recent topics as we can. Okay. But quickly. All right. Quickly enough. And if I'll we decide that something really catches our eye. We'll stick with it. We'll we'll, pit, we'll put a pin in it, and we'll get back to that, and we'll discuss that. We will also revisit mm-hmm. uh, a couple of the Star Wars TV show pitches that our dear listeners gave oh, us last yeah, time around, Jeff. Interesting. Yeah. We had some really good ones. Uh, John and I made the mistake last time of trying to address every single last one of them. Uh-oh. Which is probably too much. Yeah. But uh, we might have a couple that we have to revisit. But before we do, Jeff, social meteors. Uh-oh. This is, where the Coming move, in. this is where the Move Milkers can find us on social media. Put your windshields up. iTunes, search for the Skywalk, sky as in sky, walk as in the thing you cook in. Sizzling. Spelled W-O-K. And leave us a review. That's how other people find out about us. Uh, Jeff, I asked Ray about Spotify. Here's what she said. That garbage! It is garbage. But if you have to find us on Spotify, just search for The Skywalk. Same deal as iTunes. Disgracebook, facebook.com slash theskywalk. And, uh... You know You're looking what? for subscribers, Look, threat. man, people are bailing on Facebook, so people, <laughs> if you like our podcast, Jump just, ship. just subscribe on iTunes. Like That's the easiest thing to do. Come on. You'll never miss an episode. We need you. And when Facebook gets shut down for whatever most egregious violation they commit next, you'll still be able to find us on iTunes. Whatever data is being leaked, I'm pretty sure it has nothing to do with the Skywalk. Thank you, Jeffrey. Twitter, at the Skywalk. And Jeffrey, tell us about Potomatic baby.
0: Well, listeners, you know how we do. It's StarWarsOverCoffee.Podomatic.com.
1: Jeff, before we get into all of the latest Star Wars news, I have a a question for you. Revisiting The Force Awakens, which I watched again the other day for the, I don't know how many dozenth time. Dozenth? Is that a word? It is now. Yep. Uh, Jeff, in Maz Kanata's castle, made air quotes there, because it's kind of a garbage castle. Let's face it, it's a tavern. Kind of like a pyramid, but go ahead. Did BB-8 whistle at Basine Natal? Now, Jeffrey, uh, Basine Natal, for you and anyone else who doesn't remember who that Obi-Wan's is. Obi-Wan's love interest. No, no, Basine <laughs> Natal. No, that's uh, Satine. Okay. Okay. I know it's Zine something. Basine right. Natal, and no one knows if we're pronouncing this right. Yeah. Um, she is the First Order spy, the one who is like... Sitting oh, sort of oh, in the lap of that she, big dude yeah, with the, tusks. the, the big kind of. Yeah, and she's wearing like black leather. Almost. But she was an alien you know, right? kind of hoodie thing. She's. Oh, she m- wasn't human. More humanoid than anything. She might not. She might be really? a different race. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go look in the Force Awakens visual dictionary when I get home today. All right. But anywho, Jeff, I'm pretty sure. Was that droid cat calling? When BB 8 walks by her, rolls by her, All right. he whistles at her. Jeff, here's the sound that he makes. BB8, is that appropriate? Uh, Is that appropriate? What is (laughs) BB8? What is BB8? I think we're finding out more. (laughs) It's a little too much. If you look closely, you find out who the real BB8 is, and you might not compartment for everything. You might not like it, (whistles) Jeff. Oh snap! Let's get to our first story. This one's the most important, and we'll just be serious for this very limited time only. Um, Gloria Katz, or Kate's? I guess that's Kate's, right? Katz. K A T Z. Um, American graffiti writer and Star Wars script doctor died at the age of 76. Uh, Jeff, I read this story, Mm. and it sounds like she played a pretty major role in the Star Wars that we know and love. Um, Particularly, she uh, was hired in part to help with writing the character of Leia and gave her a lot of that strength a lot of that no-nonsense, fiery attitude that she has in the movie that we all know and love. Yeah. So, And it's interesting that it talks about how George Lucas, for some reason, didn't really want anyone to know that she had worked on the script. So basically, she and her husband, I believe, uh, were given the script by George Lucas. He basically said, have at it, do what you want, make whatever fixes you think are right, and then I'll take a look at them. I might use them, I might not. Okay. And apparently, he used a lot of them because she did a really good job. Well, Brett, as you know,
0: there is wisdom in having a multitude of counselors.
1: Yes, sir. Wisdom, Jeffrey. Hey You're now. dropping wisdom right now. <laughs> so anyway, I mean, this makes sense, right? Because can you really picture George Lucas writing that strong of a female character? Does he even know how? Does he know how? So anyway, Jeff. All right, go ahead. Shout out to shout uh, out to, to Gloria yeah. for creating the strong character of of Leia that we all know and love. <laughs> Jeffrey, since the last time we recorded, a new series of, car- of of animated shorts has been announced and released and watched by me. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars Galaxy of Adventures debuted animated shorts that introduce classic characters and timeless themes to new fans. Jeff.
0: <laughs> that's what I thought. That's what I thought of that. Anything that you can watch and come out and there's no publication about it and there's no... Hoopla. Yeah. I haven't heard anything about this.
1: There is hoopla. It was kind of a flash in the pan. I mean, because you announce it one day, and then they come out like two or three days later, and you can watch the entire thing in 10 minutes. Here's what I'll say, Jeff. The animation is beautiful. Yes. I will admit that. And that's what makes me wonder, like- But that's it. Just write a new story, man. Yeah. And animate that like this, you know? And, I, and they are doing that with resistance, because I think the art style in that is beautiful, and they're creating new characters- new places, new creatures, and that's all cool. So, but but now you get you've introduced us to this incredibly beautiful art style and it's just a remix of the stuff that we know. Now, Jeff, their objective here is very clear yeah. and admittedly basically to indoctrinate young kids you know, because maybe your kid is not sold on The Force Awakens, and, on The Last Jedi, the thing, on Rogue One. Have
0: they not already reached them all? I don't know. Apparently, they how chef, many more little kids are
1: there? Chef, they got in the boardroom. <laughs> I mean, they're like, guys, we are missing the 3.5 to 4-year-old demographic. What do we do about it? Here's another bit of news about the Castian Andor series. Hey, now. As you all know. The streaming service formerly known to us as DizFlix is now known as Disney Plus and will be launching roughly a year from now with, uh, among other things, a Cassian Andor series that is a prequel to the prequel that is Rogue One. Um, <laughs> prequel to the prequel. And they've announced the showrunner on that project. Jeff, I meant to look up what does it really mean when somebody's a showrunner, but let's just say it's the person we can either give the credit or the blame to uh, if a show is good, right? Who's going to get
0: axed first?
1: Um so, they announced the showrunner for this, and it's former executive producer of The Americans. You know The Americans, Jeff? I haven't watched it. I haven't either. It's the it, it did win some
0: awards, I think. Oh, yeah, it
1: did really well. Okay. It did really well. It wrapped up, I think, within the last year. It's a show that has Carrie Russell, who will be starring in Star Wars Episode Nine, discussed in another episode. Go look it up, people. Isn't um, she from that series? We had, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to wait. No no no, 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 it's not that one. No, 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 it's not that one. It's like a New York one. She's in that movie, Waitress. Oh, hey, you keep saying that, that but I've never <laughs> seen
0: that, dude. <laughs>
1: All right, go ahead. Yeah, you didn't miss anything. Right.
0: Anyway. I thought she was in a music video called Waitress. Nah. I don't,
1: with, the, with the guy from. Um, sounds like a ZZ Top video or something. No, Jeff. no, not I'm ZZ Top. The, uh, oh, the guy from The Voice. Simon Cowell. No, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, Ugh. You know who I'm talking about?
0: <sighs> yeah. that, can that we, dude, Jeff, can we dude. not
1: talk about Maroon 5 on this yeah, podcast? 5. <laughs>
0: it's the guy from Maroon 5. I thought he did a, he did a
1: song. Oh, maybe. And then yeah, he was the right. waitress. Yeah, I think you might be right. I don't know. So I've seen the movie, the, you've seen the video. This is only like 20 years ago, right? <laughs> Either way, Jeff, Stephen Schiff. That's the guy's name.
0: Wow.
1: You you thought I was going to cuss, didn't you, Jeff? (laughs) So he's the showrunner. Jeff, I read a little bit into this that they, I'm guessing they want the Cassian Andor show to have a similar tone, Mm -hmm. the kind of serious espionage show, just like the Americans was – That could be a good thing. I'm okay with that, Brett, as as long as it's a different property. Yeah. Like, don't, you don't need to bring in
0: Han Solo and Leia and and Luke to everything that you make.
1: Right. Yeah. No, I'm totally cool with that. And sometimes we do complain that things aren't adult enough in the current Disney era of Star Wars, right? Yeah. Like, they kind of kiddie it up at times, like we just talked about. Um, But I, I do think there's also a danger of being too serious. Yeah. Right? But, you know, we'll see how it goes. Again, yeah, you can play around now. You got Disney Plus. You can come up with 15 billion shows if you want. One can be super-duper serious, see how it goes. Right. Maybe it'll be good. Hey, and Rogue One was serious, but yeah, it still it had a whole bunch of funny. Congratulations. You are being rescued. Right. Let's get into Mandalorian stuff. Let's start All with right. the funniest one first, in my opinion, Jeff.
0: Yes. Yeah. Okay, I laughed out loud
1: when, when I saw this printed on the page. All right, Gina Carano, Well, she's one that is no, joining. No, she's,
0: she's real deal, but she's still. She's
1: real deal. Uh, so I think we're on board with that. Yeah. But, Jeffrey. But come on, dude. Mugshot Nolte. Nick Nolte? <laughs> Mr. 48 hours? Has joined the cast of The Mandalorian. I know, man. I think and you know
0: what that 48 hours
1: stands for, right?
0: Uh, no. That's the longest he's ever gone without <laughs> having alcohol. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of like they're trying to up the ante. What do you
1: think he's going to do? Because first they have Woody, mm-hmm. and now <laughs> they're going to Nolte. And don't forget. We talked about last time. The next topic we have to discuss. Let's just get into it now, Jeff. All right, Carl Weathers. He's I'm gonna-
0: still. I'm still. Okay. First of all, I'm still reeling from Creed 2. <laughs> so anyway, so glad that he's a part of the Star Wars franchise.
1: Are we talking Carl Weathers or, or Nick Nolte? Carl.
0: Okay. Yes. Yeah. I moved on oh, from yeah, Nick. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> you know, unless unless they bring the whole game back. Yeah. You know, pr- from Predator.
1: Who are they gonna play? So we discussed last time, Carl Weathers has done a lot of voiceover work that's been really good, mostly comedic stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm, it's going to be really interesting to see who he plays. He might just be a voiceover character uh, in The Mandalorian. Mandal- Nick Nolte, oh, on the other Mandal- hand. Mandal- I need to see Nick Nolte's face <laughs> in this show. I hope.
0: I don't want it to just be him well, voicing he, a character. Here's the problem. I don't want him to turn into uh, the guy who's also recognized as Antonio Banderas. <laughs> The hacker. From oh the last yeah, July. yeah,
1: yeah. Benicio del Toro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Benicio. Uh, right. Yeah, I know. This is the thing. This is the danger. Right? With is he going to end up being that? With getting excited about casting news, you can you can end up with a Benicio. <laughs> um, <laughs> All signs were pointing to yes for Benicio. How
0: many times in our podcast did we talk about how great it was that he was going to be oh, a part of this movie? Man, we and then to find out it. the humongous dud, <laughs> the potato turd that we've
1: seen with his character. Oh, my goodness. Jeffrey, this next one is a big deal. Okay. Let's get to it. I don't think we've discussed this, Jeff. Pedro Pascal yeah. is, we're pretty sure, the Mandalorian. Right. Now I say pretty which sure. Which doesn't disprove my theory, Brett. Which, which one? You have many theories, Jeff. My theory is that there's still a Mandalore. Oh, right. Right. Like pulling the strings. and mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that could be. Um, so the interesting thing about every every time I read this. Who right, is Pedro? Uh, so Pedro Pascal is according to makingstarwars.net. And those guys break all the stories first, by the way. All right. I want to say something right now to all the other shameful media outlets who don't properly attribute nice stories from where they broke these guys hey. reported it way before it was officially announced we do our ip correctly and then people like variety are running with the story like hey we're breaking this news what up that making star wars came up with this dude jason ward i don't know how that do- this dude is a drone that lives outside the set of the mandalorian <laughs> from what i can tell okay uh but he's got all the scoop man it was he deserves all. credit um Pedro Pascal, according to him, is great in both Narcos and Game of Thrones, neither neither of which I watched, Jeffrey, especially not with my nine-year-old daughter. Go ahead. Um, So, yeah, but every article said Pedro Pascal is the lead role in The Mandalorian. So it seems pretty obvious that that would mean he is The Mandalorian. Hmm. But nothing actually said he is Is The Mandalorian. See,
0: I don't know if it's actually, actually confirmed.
1: They just keep – I know. So they keep saying he's been cast in the lead role in The Mandalorian, which I assume the lead role is The Mandalorian. I know this sounds like semantics, people, but it's kind of a big <laughs> deal. So I don't know. Get some Grammarly over there, man. Come on. So assuming – so Jeff, we're going to go under the assumption. All right. I'll just spell check. That Pedro Pascal is The Mandalorian – that we saw in that super dope first set photo released from The Mandalorian of The Mandalorian. So he's the guy in the mask. Does this mean that he knows Peter Pablo? Peter Pablo? <laughs> who am I? <laughs> All right. Go ahead. So, Jeff, what do you think of this guy?
0: I like the face. Yep. Never seen him. I know. So it's like I, a- there's, there's not much to say. I have the same expectation as the guy who plays Han Solo.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Same exact expectation.
1: I think he'll be better than that. Exactly. Oh, okay. (laughs) Then we're agreed, Jeff. Yep. Um, I like how you said that. You like his face. And that's pretty much all we have to go on right now is whether or not you like Pedro Pascal's face. (laughs) That's all you got. Jeff, I think- It's a mugshot. I think his face actually physically resembles a Clone Wars character in real life. You know, they all have that kind of like okay. straight down forehead into the nose thing going on
0: from the cartoon or yeah. from the from the animated series. Oh, OK. Yeah. All right.
1: All right. Yeah, I, do. I he, do. He looks like one of those. We'll get right on it. Jeffrey. All right. Next topic. I think this might be the one that we decide to pin for further discussion or maybe we'll just dig in right now. Mm. There was a reunion on set of The Mandalorian. Taika Waititi who directed Thor Ragnarok, amongst other things. Hunt for the Wilderpeople, great movie. me. Peyton Reed, the director of Ant-Man. Yeah. And the Russo brothers. Uh-oh. We're all together with Jon Favreau on set of The Mandalorian, Jeff. Avengers assemble! Jeff, didn't I ask, didn't we talk about this a few episodes back, whether or not the Russos would ever get a Star Wars. Do you remember this discussion, Jeff? I do. I do. I don't remember where we went with it, but I would be really happy... If the Russo brothers got a Star Wars, I would
0: be happy if they got a Star Wars movie. Yes, not oh, yeah. happy if they get a Star Wars television show. Okay, because um, you know Marvel and television.
1: Well, you know, it's, you know what's interesting, Jeff. Right. Their television background is Arrested Development. Ah,
0: yeah. Okay,
1: but it, which is what's really cool about that is that was just pure comedy, right? One of the funniest shows, in my opinion, that has ever been made. But then they transitioned to the heaviest, most important Marvel movies and did so very successfully. And pulled it all together. Pulled it all together in a way that had serious weight, but also a perfect balance of character and humor. And the same guys, Jeff, Civil War and Infinity War, which are like, I mean, they can't not be in everybody's top three or five Marvel movies. And
0: like – what do you, what do you call that? Cuz not an anthology. What 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 kind of movie does that category does that fit in? I don't know, Jeff. When you have multiple properties coming together, it's as never been one done big, before.
1: It hasn't it it's hasn't happened before because you're incorporating different series, uh different characters and you're and like crossover event. Groups of people, right? right. Jeff, I mean like when Guardians of the Galaxy came out, everybody's like, "Oh, it's such a big deal." And when Avengers came out actually, yeah, before yeah, yeah. that, it was like, "Wow, they pulled You know, eight different characters together successfully. They put Hulk and Iron Man and Thor on the same screen. The Russo brothers come along. We're like, we're going to take that and multiply it by 10. We took eight different teams of eight superheroes each and combined them successfully and introduced new characters like Spider-Man, Black Panther in Civil War. And Brett, isn't
0: that what the walk is all about? dropping ingredients into the wok and making it sizzle. <laughs> That's
1: what these guys did. <laughs> Insert sizzle sound. Jeff, so what would you like to see them make? So let's say they get a Star Wars movie, which is what I hope too. I want to oh, the, oh, oh, wait, wait, oh, Jeff. All right, go ahead. Wait. I got to read you what they said first. Uh-oh. Cuz this is just not pure speculation <laughs> okay, anymore. Okay. Let's hear it. Let's hear um, it. Um there are a couple things here. Uh, Let's get to this part first. Let's get to the second part first. This is what they said about the possibility of these guys directing a Star Wars movie. All right. We grew up on – let me get into quote quote reading voice, Jeff. We grew up on Star Wars like everyone else did. I went to the theater when I was 11 years old to see Empire Strikes Back and sat in the theater from 1130 in the morning until 10 at night and watched it back to back to back. Respect! (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Wow. That's dedication. uh, It continues. So it was a huge influence on us growing up. Of course, we'd love to work at some point in the Star Wars universe. But right now, our heads are in the middle of another movie. Jeff, they're going to work on a Star (laughs) Wars. They are going to work (laughs) on Star Wars. There's no doubt in my mind. When
0: you say that. When I see your face, Brett, I can see the petition writing itself.
1: Dude, they're like, oh, uh, well, you know, right now we're in the middle of another movie. Jeff, that movie's done like that movie uh, filming is complete is it yeah it's been, I think they completed filming like a month ago and, and I'm sure there's plenty of work to do right because you got from now yeah. till April to get everything together all the no reshoots uh, probably not dude I wow. mean they're so good at this point they know what they're doing man that's a machine that is a finely tuned well oiled machine over there at Marvel so like they're pretty much done what's their next thing I, you know, nobody said what they're going to work on next. Why wouldn't they get them in there, Jeff? Yeah. They gave them the most biggest grossing movie. Uh, how did Infinity War land on the list of top grossing movies of all time? I don't remember, but it's up there. It's way up there, right? And which, it was Which is it was surprising because Black Panther
0: was already way up
1: there. Right. And then they're like, oh, yeah? See, anytime Marvel does something right, the Russo brothers come along and blow it out of the water. <laughs> Jeff, the Russo brothers are so good that I think we'll probably have to revisit this in a future episode just to talk about what the Russo brothers get to work on in the Star Wars universe. Jeffrey, the other part of their conversation with uh, Collider by way of Dark Horizons, because we give credit, variety, hey now, they said this, uh, talking about filming, you know, why they were on set of The Mandalorian in the first place. Mm -hmm. They said, it's amazing. We went down there to say hi to John. Favreau, Tyka was directing an episode, so we went to hang out with them. And listen to this, Jeff. John is always at the forefront of cutting edge tech, and he is shooting this in a way that no one has ever shot anything before. What? It's pretty astounding. Jeff, what does that mean?
0: <laughs> you can't just I don't say know. that, guys. Hey, here, here's the thing. Yeah. I still remember the moment yeah. that I first saw The Matrix. Uh-huh. Oh, and that was amazing. Dude. Do you think this is a Matrix level jump, Jeff? I, I don't know. In, I'm just saying that that's when I think new tech in a movie. Yeah. N- a new way of shooting a scene. Yeah. That's what that's what I think of.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know what? That's better than what I thought of, Jeff. So I hope it's more of what you're talking about than what I had in my mind. So, Jeff, we've uh, I think we've poked fun a little bit of Jon Favreau's live action, quote unquote, uh, Jungle Book movie. Wait, and wait. I think it's... I thought this movie hadn't come out yet. No, you're talking... The you're one thinking, on Netflix. You're, no, yeah. That one is uh, a whole other thing. I haven't seen that. Oh, okay. We're talking the one that came out like two years ago.
0: That like kind of looks like animation, but it's not...
1: Right. It's supposed to all look real. Oh, you can okay. tell it's yeah, a lot it's of CG. it's definitely not though, yeah. Right. Because basically... So what Jon Favreau did with The Jungle Book is... Uh, I, we've joked about this before. At the end of the movie, if you watch all the credits... Yeah it has this line about this whole movie was created inside a studio lot in Los Angeles. Okay. And, uh, you know, presumably you're supposed to be like, wow, I couldn't tell. I thought it was a real jungle in India. Oh, please. But you can totally tell, dude, right? Yeah. Yeah. But that said, okay, it is pretty darn awesome.
0: Yeah. No, I thought, I thought that that, so I did see that movie. Yeah. And I thought that that movie took a leap. As far as CG, right, right, but it's still CG,
1: They're right, that, and that's, that's the, thing. the problem. Yeah, because here's the thing: whenever there's a breakthrough like that, usually you you watch it 20 years later. Like you we watched Tron, right? Tron was amazing and actually still looks good. So that's probably a bad example, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's because they I'm created good. kind of their own aesthetic, right. right? But if you go back at some of the first times CG was introduced into live action, it was like wow, like Terminator Two. Okay, there you go. Okay, All Terminator 2. Right, now, now I got you. Everybody saw the commercial, I think, during a Super Bowl, right? Yeah. And they like, what? Oh, what? How yeah, did yeah, that happen? Yeah, yeah. Right? And everybody's blown away. Or the away. abyss. But you see it now, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's – I mean, now that's like dated CG. Right. Right? So I think the same thing will happen with the Jungle Book over time. It's like, wow, it's really remarkable what can be done now, but we can still totally tell. So, exactly. So – um, and I think the same thing happened with the prequels, right? Yeah. There was some stuff where, uh, it, yeah, it's amazing that you could pull all that off. It's amazing that you could have 5,000 characters on screen at the same time. But when we look at it now, it looks like an Atari 500. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, it's amazing that you can have Water Buffalo bouncing around. Yeah. But do you really need to have it? Exactly. So, but, but, I, but I will say, Jeff, taken as a movie and as a story by itself, it's mm. very, very good. Okay. Uh, when I watch it so again... So you do recommend it. He has a good way of balancing different tones. And, you know, there's kind of scary moments. And then there's kind of uh, mysterious moments. The King Louis thing is incredible. Okay. Um, it's just really good. And so when I watch it again, it actually raises my hopes for The Mandalorian. All right. It's a pretty long way to say that. Yeah. But that's where I'm at at this point. I got you. Jeff, here's our last thing for today. Okay. Let's hear it. As you know, last last episode we discussed... My pitch and also the pitches of many, many commenters uh, on Facebook and elsewhere Mm -hmm. for what they would like to see. Oh, yeah. We know there are more Disney plus Star Wars series coming down the road. So we asked people what they would like to see in a series. Thanks to our friend Steelbook Steve, we now know what one of our comments was trying to say. Uh Uh-oh. Correction. Steelbook Steve informed us that it's actually Corrin Horn. Not Corn Lake. Not Corn Lake. Not Golden Corral. (laughs) Not Cornhole. Or Corn Puffs. Or Corn Puffs. It's actually Corn Horn. So one of the commenters (laughs) mentioned that they want to see Corn Horn and (laughs) – do I have to keep saying this word?
0: Oh, man. That's almost – Brett, that's almost as
1: bad as – (laughs) e-horn <laughs> All right go ahead <laughs> that can never be touched uh, jeff this one came from aj we decided right. this was aj from armageddon okay um aj said coral horns but he actually meant corn horn uh his activities with corsec which is the corelia security force, force something like yep. that um so anyway jeff what do you think about corn horn i think you know a little more about him than i do um, only
0: slightly, and that's only because I read Legends. Um, he's a character that ends up becoming a Jedi. Yeah. Uh, who goes to uh, Luke's academy? He learns. He becomes a. Um, ends up becoming a Jedi Master, oh. and he actually has an integral part with the the Yuzin Vong, or the alien race that uh, doesn't uh, have any attachment to the to the Force. Oh. So that inv- that eventually invades the. Star Wars galaxy.
1: So they're like the anti midichlorian algae. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. the Basically, Star Wars right. universe. So so
0: he has a he he plays a pivotal role um, against them. Okay. And uh, I think I think he's got a good story. Yeah. But like to me he's a he's a copy of Luke. Uh-huh. But, Like imagine Luke instead of Luke uh, actually being grabbed by Obi-Wan Kenobi before he goes to the academy. Yep. Imagine he goes to the academy. Okay. And comes out of it as a as a security officer and then gets
1: the force. So he's Luke and Han Right. rolled into one. Yeah. Okay. And the the cool thing about him yeah, yeah, by yeah. the way, okay,
0: is and I, I don't I don't know the, this is the nerd in me. Okay. The cool thing about him is that Wait, wait, he wait, has Jeff, a, Jeff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. So but anyway, I thought you were <laughs> one in the same, insane. Jeff then this is the, this, this is even nerdier than usual oh, okay, okay okay that's all, that's right. all I'm saying all like, right. this, is, this is I'm digging deep this here this is from your nerd core <laughs> <You're> right like, <laughs> this, yeah this is like back this is back when I had the box set okay right.
1: yeah, okay? yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> like I had volumes when people looked at my library <laughs> it had, it had they're like volume
1: one two three and four they're like Jeff is that the Britannica <laughs>
0: yeah um <Nope>. that's actually <laughs> the Star Wars series
1: so anyway yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. um uh, back then so the cool thing about him is that he created a lightsaber that could change its length. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Insert all okay different all types right. of jokes, blah blah blah. I get it, but the point is, so uh, does it. In- <laughs> <laughs> just stop. Just stop. Like the point is that he could be fighting. Is it a blue lightsaber? <laughs> he could be in a lightsaber battle, and all of a sudden it, he could change the length of of the saber. Okay.
1: Wow.
0: It it really changed all of his fights. You yeah, know yeah. the way it's explained. Blah blah. <laughs> blah. I'm not gonna go it's into. Not it, getting <laughs> any better, It's out. not. Look, the point is. So
1: I just want to know what happens as he gets older. <laughs>
0: So Jeff, so, so so again, at the end of the day, are you so green at the, lighting? At the end of the day, I think he's. I think he'd be okay, but yeah. he's a little gimmicky because I think he's just a copy of Luke. Yeah, and they did they did something <laughs> different with his lightsaber. The, t- to me, him as a character is not as intriguing. Yeah. as someone like Kyle Katarn. Okay, right? Who to me has a Ooh, much Jeff. better backstory. Oh, dropping the legends. That's that's my drop. So. Yeah. Dude, like he to me, he is way so more. So we're
1: officially entering into Jeff pitch territory. Oh yeah, now. yeah. Okay. Like,
0: the, the, like I don't understand why this hasn't been pitched already. Okay. Like I understand that you've got the the Jedi from Rebels. Yeah. Um. Kanan. Kanan, <laughs> and you know it, he's he's kind of like Kyle Katarn's character, yeah. but mm-hmm. closer to the smuggler bounty hunter. Okay. Um, life. Jeff, so let me, I can see pause. him coming into the Mandalorian, maybe.
1: Oh, okay. Well, let me pause things here. So, Jeff, where is okay. Kyle Katarn from in Legends?
0: He's actually started out in the video game series um, Jedi Forces. Okay. And on
1: which console, Jeffrey?
0: Is it a PC game? It's a PC. Game. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay, so he kept okay, yeah. kept going from PC to keep the listeners Ended informed. up going to you know Jedi Academy. Yep. uh J- Jedi mm-hmm. Knight, and then Jedi Jedi Academy. Yeah. But then he actually ends up being brought into the Legends series. Um, into the novelizations. Oh, okay. So he
1: he's on both platforms. So okay. He, he's crossed back and forth. So he's doing everything he can to be turned into a full time part of the Again, Star Wars. Again, no Game reason Mars. that Cannon. he hasn't been done canonified. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he
0: ends up he ends up st- he starts as a smuggler, such bounty hunter. Yeah. He ends up finding out that he has the Force. Ah. Right. Okay. Um, he finds out that his parents are Force sensitive. Yeah. And. It's how he deals with that, yep. and then eventually um, he actually becomes a Jedi. Okay, becomes a, a Jedi Master, and he interacts a lot with in in the legend series. Yeah, he interacts a lot with the son of Luke. Oh, okay. So, and, and the son of Luke and the son of Han.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. would you like to see this in the hands of the Russo brothers, Jeffrey? By chance,
0: I'm just saying. Like they there, there's so much they could do with this. Yeah. Um. And, and not only that, but Calcaturn also has a lot of interaction with Mara Jade. Yeah. So th- th- there's oh. there's multiple possibilities. Yeah. As to what ha- and like the and this this is the part that I don't get. Like there's so much that happened with Luke. Yep. That we're not even close to touching. I know. And it's. Okay. Anyway, that's I'm af- another. I'm topic. afraid that stuff. That's will, another topic.
1: I'm afraid those things will never be touched. You know, I, because I, I hope mean, it,
0: at this point, I hope it's not. <laughs> just stay away. Like, Couldn't like,
1: well like literally,
0: just just go in the other direction.
1: Jeff, since this is a podcast, All right. audio only. Yep. Describe how, like, what does Kyle Katarn look like?
0: Um. So you know, he's he's gruff. Okay. You, you know, uh, quick draw McGraw. I don't
1: know why I said that. Here comes Victor McGraw. Yeah, but he, he's he's like uh, if there's an actor that you could name offhand that you think most resembles. All right, so he,
0: here's what I'm thinking. Yes, he's like the the man with no name, Clint Eastwood. Oh, oh, cool. So he's like that. All right, all right. Like that's his demeanor, right? Or at least that's how I saw him.
1: So, may like do you think that Pedro Pascal actually maybe could have played him instead? Oh yeah, yeah, okay, definitely. That's and, what and, it sounds like. And so you know, I th- I see that character. Hey, Ethan Hawke. How about Ethan Hawke, Jeff? Could he play him? To- to- could totally play him. Ethan Hawk. Can I get an audition? Thank you, Jeff, for your pitch. Thank you, AJ, for your pitch. And to yes, everybody else thank who submitted you, pitches for our last episode. Jeff, on our next episode, something that we hope to get to today, uh, we were going to do our top five Rebels episodes. Oh, that's right. For people who snoozed so much that they entirely missed it. And everything we know about Episode 9, hopes, wants, dreams. So let us know, people, what you expect from Episode 9, what you'd like to see in Episode 9, and we'll put that request out on social media, too.
0: So, this is Jeff. This is Brett. And we're just talking about Star Wars all the time on The Skywalk.
1: Jeff, what is that thing called that you're eating? Did you understand? A jelly donut. <laughs> right. They had some I'm friend. like, why are you calling it something
0: else? Yeah. I'm like, so it's jelly and inside of a donut. So it's a jelly donut, right? <laughs> no, no, it's a, it's a Hachabagada. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, it's jelly inside of a donut, so it's a donut. I'm like, is it real jelly? Is it something else? No, it's jelly. Oh, okay. So it's a jelly donut. Well, no, it's celebrating Hanukkah. No, I don't celebrate Hanukkah, so therefore <laughs> it's a jelly donut. <laughs>